Good evening, ladies and gents. Another fun afternoon, evening here in Seattle, Washington. It's September 12th, Thursday. Another episode of Femi and Ferrari. Mike, this is episode two. I know, we're moving up. We're, you know. Soon we'll be toddlers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're, we're walking, we're crawling, we're moving learning along. to run. Yeah, it's, it's been fun. Last week was cool. It was cool to talk about football before it all started, and uh, it was neat to see like how things shook out for week one. Yeah, always fun. Week one is kind of the crapshoot week of the NFL season. Right. You know, it's you never know what you're going to get. Some good teams get beat by bad teams. It's happens every year. You know, right. I think last year the Saints lost to the Buccaneers, and they ended up almost going to the Super Bowl. So it's, you, you kind of never know what happens. What game stuck out to you the most as far as score and, and that you were a little surprised with? You know, probably Tennessee-Cleveland. I was going to say the uh, yeah. same. Yeah. That's the one, because everybody was anxious to see Cleveland. And, was, and they got pounded. Destroyed at yeah. home. <laughs> Which is crazy, because you saw on Twitter, you saw the videos of, I mean, the warm-ups, the atmosphere, as if it was a game. The fans were so excited, because right. all the hype about this team, Odell Beckham, Baker Mayfield's going to take the next step, they got all these weapons, and then just a complete dud. Right. <laughs> so and, and, and Kitchens is a young coach, so how, how are you going to write yeah. the ship for week two? I know how. The Jets are coming to town. <laughs> You're, do, you, do you want to just start there? Because we can start right there. Oh my! For those who don't know, Mike is a big Jets fan, and the news came out today that their starting quarterback, Sammy Dimes, aka Sam Darnold, came down with mono. Yeah, how did? Isn't that like a high school illness? <laughs> I, why, why does that happen? I, now? I was telling you earlier, I had a triple check. Ian Rappaport tweeted right, it out. You thought I was someone like, was I was like, did somebody joking. hack Ian Rappaport's Twitter account? Because I see the verified, the blue check mark. What's going right. on here? And yeah, he has what is it, mononucleosis? Is yeah. that the, the official? Yeah, the official term. But of yeah, pretty much, things. yeah, he's been swapping saliva with someone or something, <laughs> and now it's probably out for the next couple games. Right. They, I heard at one point, he, four to six weeks. Yeah, that's luckily though they do have the week four bye, so right. that allows another week to kind of. For him to get right, they said that he lost already five pounds. Mm-hmm. And who knows? Wow. I mean, I mean, with something like mono, he could have been playing with it yeah. this past Sunday against and the Bills, which I mean, that was not the best game for your Jets there. Either. No, and and just bad for your organs to get hit when when you're dealing with mono and your yeah. body's kind of in overdrive. Anyways, but I told you about that that Jets fan group I I follow, mm-hmm. and the 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 funny line I'll share it here. Some some guy put on there. Um, I'm going to make the Jets coaches be the pallbearers at my funeral so they can let me down one last time. <laughs> I thought that kind of summed That's up just, the Jets season after just one week. <laughs> you know, there's still, there's still hope. Trevor Simeon now will be the, the quarterback. Who? Yeah, exactly. Trevor Simeon. He played a little bit. actually played quite a bit with Denver uh, a few years ago. Yeah, I remember. There. Did he play for the Bucks too? Uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure. I, I, I lost track of him after his Denver yeah, days. I'm not exactly <laughs> up on the... <laughs> The, the E60 Trevor Simeon exactly, story. Yeah, I don't the, think that's been written I mean, yet. The, the production so. for the 30 for 30 right, right. now is still, <laughs> still on the groundwork. So <laughs> we'll Definitely. see. Maybe he's going to write another chapter starting Monday, you know, taking on those Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Monday Night Football Monday Night for the football. world to see. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Which is really cool because that was the first ever Monday Night game ever in the production of Monday Night Football was Jets-Browns back really? in the day. So wow. That's, that's why they're doing it again. Jets-Browns. That, that's wild. Well, now we, the whole nation can see how bad the Jets are. So. <laughs> yeah. Might need um, to bring Joe Namath back out. He might do better than Trevor Simeon. Oh, God. Just keep him age. away from Susie Colbert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For those who don't know, just YouTube the video. It is, it's something. We'll leave it there. I like his you. May or may not have been under the influence. I think a strong chance is that he uh, was. Something, yeah. Maybe yeah. he's just we happy. Yeah, we just we happy. hope he was under the influence because yeah. that's his normal behavior right. we have bigger problems it's not good 
no problems though in Seahawk land though. You know, one and zero. I mean, right? Yeah, it, it was a shaky win, but a win nonetheless. And you were out there on the field. Yeah. I mean, what kind of stood out to you uh, last Sunday's victory? A three and out to begin. It's just someone yeah. said it's Daryl Bevel back. I mean, it's just <laughs> yeah. it's kind of that's what they do. They kind of hang around. They 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 don't get out of the gate real fast often. Uh, if they do, it'd be a treat. But they, they they make being a Seahawk fan a little stressful, and th- that's just the way this team functions, I guess. Um, I was surprised with the offensive line, some of their struggles. Uh, if Michael Potty plays this week, it looks like he's gonna. He's been practicing. Yeah, he's um, a full go today. Yeah, that that would be that would be good. Um, and I, you know, the the connection with the receivers is not there yet. Totally, obviously, the one that he needed Russell needed to connect on with Tyler. Was huge forty four for the what was the go ahead game winning touchdown. So uh, probably the offensive line play really was was the big concern. But I think they can clean that up pretty quick. It, Dwayne Brown was just obviously mad at yeah. his teammates it didn't look and great. just uh, and himself too. Like he wasn't a guy pointing fingers after the game. Uh, so I, I'm I'm interested to see what those guys do against the Steelers on Sunday because they're they're a good group. I mean, virtually the same group as last year. So. Yeah, it's it was really disappointing. I think the offensive line during the camp and Dwayne Brown said, I think we have a good chance to be one of the best offensive lines yeah. in the league. And I believe Russell Wilson was pressured on half of his dropbacks. Right. So that's never a good you know thing when you have now going on the road into a raucous environment in Pittsburgh. Everybody knows that's a tough home field advantage. Steelers already 0-1. They got beat up pretty good against New England, but you know they don't want to go to the dreaded zero and two. So they're kind of kind of throw the the kitchen sink at the Seahawks offensive line. Right, and it'll be it'll be um, cool to see how Pete Carroll takes this group, and and he's got a, a magic he's able to do on the road. He kind of galvanizes the team. Uh, you kind of felt that in London last year, the way he just got everybody together, and he makes it fun. Uh, some this team is loaded with a lot of younger players, and so yeah. first big trip for them. Uh, and you know the meetings the night before are legendary. There was that night, and it might—I forgot where it was. It might have been Minnesota or Carolina where he tackled the dry erase board. Did you ever hear about that? <laughs> I did not. Yeah, hear about he tackled that. the dry erase board. So Pete gets his guys fired up, and you know how they. I mean, that—that's one of the all-time greatest NFL cities there is. Yeah. To play in Pittsburgh week two, and then have that week that they were able to maybe focus on against the Bengals we need to do this better you're glad that week one against Pittsburgh is not week one against Pittsburgh you know what yeah. I mean it, it, you're glad that you have at least a, a game a, under a game under your belt so we'll, we'll see and, and Roethlisberger's still there he was quarterback in Super Bowl 40 and yeah and he's 13 years later he's still the quarterback of the Steelers <laughs> <laughs> I know whenever you see the Steelers and Seahawks everybody instantly the memory goes all the way back to that Super right. Bowl 40 I was, uh, gosh, a sophomore in high school, I think, in the time. Right. And it was it was the talk of the town, obviously. Not the result that Seahawks fans wanted. One, May have been a little controversial. Right. <laughs> One thing I remember, but, uh, among many things of that week, was just how dreadful Detroit was overall. But we went back <laughs> there last fall, and Detroit's actually gotten a lot better. They sold a lot of the artwork in Detroit. And they put it into the city. And so oh. it's really kind of making a comeback. It's cool. But the one thing I really remember, they gave away those yellow terrible towels. And I'm oh. so glad this game is going to be outside this week. All those terrible towels in Ford Field. And they were waving them. So, you know, they have, you've seen them when they give away those things at, at a game. Yep. And they're fresh off the press, right? They're not oh washed gosh, or anything. Yeah. So, they have, so all these people are waving those things. And there's all these, like, yellow fibers. Yeah. 
in the air and I wear contacts and I had like just yellow crap in my eye for like a week I swear it was terrible that was Super Bowl day it it was actually it was terrible it was terrible it was a terrible towel so every time I see a terrible towel I'm always like great can't see well you'll be seeing quite a bit of them this Sunday you'll be traveling over to Pittsburgh Uh, you excited to Steel City flying out tomorrow even growing up on the east coast I, I, I did not ever visit Pittsburgh. My grandfather is from Hazleton, Pennsylvania, which is Joe Madden's hometown. They okay, married yeah, the Cubs. Yeah. And so we I were always you know, up by New York. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, never, I, don't, I still don't think he's had his Cubs team as advertised on the field yet this year because of injuries. Well, that's another topic. Yeah. But um, <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking forward to, to, to seeing this uh, the stadium and uh, just the city as a whole, and all, all the rivers, and you know, <laughs> should, should be pretty cool. Yeah, no, traveling is always one of the fun parts of the job. Yeah. For those who do not are not familiar with what we do, you know, being sports anchors, you you travel sometimes with the teams, and right. you know, you get put up in a hotel, and you kind of do your you do your thing, but you're just out on the road, and it's kind of a almost like the sports team is a galvanizing kind of yeah activity yeah. and stuff, and you just get to see a new area, you try new restaurants and yeah. stuff, you just. Get a just different vibe than the, the normal day to day of the city that you live in. It's yeah, cool. you're in and out pretty quick. You, you know? are just yeah. like the team almost. They they actually leave on uh, right after the games, whereas yeah. all the people that cover the team will stay on Sunday night and everybody flies out Monday morning just because you're basically doing the 11s, which yeah. on the East Coast are 2 a.m. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> things like that. <laughs> Love those East Coast road trips. Oh gosh, brutal. <laughs> So. Yeah, can we get them playing the AFC West again? That'll be yeah, that'd better. be nice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Minus San Diego, unfortunately, but LA's not bad. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Well, the Seahawks, you know, they're the defensive backs. I know was a, a hot topic. Yeah, coming out of that game, Andy Dalton was. I mean, he looked like Andy Dude, Dalton in 2015. Yeah, you know, he was thrown for a bunch of yards. John Ross had his emergence in the city that he kind of made his name when he was a Husky. Right. Had a heck of a game. Good for John Ross also. On he that, looked that great. Way. He did. He looked excellent. And he didn't play any preseason games. No, he looked He looked ready. I mean, that, he. that's why he was a first-round pick. Is cause right. The the ability to do stuff like that, and he kind of showed that finally, and maybe that's kind of launches his career. But it was just not the best showing for a team that is pretty much known in the Pete Carroll era for their secondary. You he, know, it's the Legion of Boom, and – it was far from it on Sunday. You kind of got the feeling that um, it was Andy Dalton and John Ross against the Seahawks. Yeah. Because they weren't running the ball. The Seahawks off the run just fine. But they were just, you know, knifing through that defense. And it is a concern as as far as the def- defensive backs go. I, I, I was concerned, like, with how much the Seahawks are running into each other. Yeah. Disley ran into Britt. That that's how he ended up hurting his knee, and then McDougal ended up running into Ugo. That's how he hurt his shoulder. Yeah. So I, I mean, I know they're going after it, but uh, maybe a little, little spacing, friendly fire, exactly. So uh, Bradley's great. Bradley's a great player. I think he's fun to watch, and he's got to maybe really take over the lead of that defense out there. So it doesn't. I don't know if Tedrick Thompson's going to play. So we'll see. Yeah, Pittsburgh. They did not look great in their game against New England. Zero and one. They are four point favorites. Mm-hmm. But the good folks in the desert, they have uh, favored the Pittsburgh Steelers. We'll see if Seattle can get that win. What do you, what do you think happens Sunday? I mean, yeah. it's tough to make predictions. No, it's a good question. What do you think are some keys maybe to the game? I, I think they can get but, in there and get a win. You, you believe so? I, I, just with what Pittsburgh did last week, it's, I mean, they, you know, how well does, I mean, Mike Tomlin's one of my favorite coaches to watch. Paul, our sports photographer, knows that. I can sit there and watch Mike Tomlin's <laughs> expressions all day. His press conferences, by the way, are just oh, full of all the cliches yeah. and just 
Military talk, it's excellent. Right. <laughs> a William & Mary grad. I mean, there, and there, I think there's a, a number of guys, I have to go back and look, there's a number of guys that were in Mike Tomlin's William & Mary team that are spread out through the NFL's coaches. Wow. Yeah. Um, but I, I imagine he's spending a big part of this week rallying these guys up. Like, okay, that was game one against the yeah. best team in football. We were at their place. Now we're coming to our place. Let's do the same thing to these guys. So... But like I said, Pete Carroll's kind of the anti that. He'll come in and have his own deal. So uh, they're on the road. They'll they'll treat it as you know it's us against the world. Though so I'm always amazed how many Seahawks fans show up. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to see how many show up and actually can get their hands on tickets because the Steelers faithful are really faithful. So how many will? I mean, it's not going to Arizona where they fill the whole bottom. Yeah, you know? Arizona fans are selling yeah. their tickets off to, <laughs> exactly. the, to the highest bidder. I'm gonna play golf. <laughs> yep, have exactly. a good afternoon. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's a matter of, of you know maybe getting some crowd behind them and, and taking that crowd out early, which we know the Seahawks don't like to do. They like to wait to the third quarter to yep. score. I, I think they can sneak away with a, a win in a close game, but I think as, as close as they could win, they could also lose yeah. a close one as well. So you win or loss, we're going to pin you down. Wow. We're, we're pinning you down. You like to do that, don't you? Yeah. You know, <laughs> we, we want it on the record. I'm going to say they're going to pull up, pull off a win. Pulling off the win. Yeah. Okay. I'm feeling yeah, good that's... about it. I don't know if I feel as good. I'd probably pick the Pittsburgh to win the game. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Seahawks fans, but this one always felt kind of like a scheduled loss. Yeah. When I looked at the schedule, I was like, at Pittsburgh week two, eh. especially with Pittsburgh coming off having to go visit New England, mm-hmm. you knew they would probably likelihood would going to be 0-1. You, when you're playing Cincinnati, you're likely going to be 1-0. This is, it's an 8-8 eight eight league, so I figured probably both teams kind of start off 1-1. One one. Right. Yeah, gotta get, gotta get the tight ends more involved. Gotta, yeah. you know, they need to change up the offense. Russell ran what once last yeah, week. I think it's maybe try a little more, loosen things up a little bit for not only the the receivers but also your own running game. So yeah, and can we target Tyler Lockett just a little yeah, bit more? A little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah, I think that's and how much will he play? I guess his shoulders yeah. will bother him. So yeah, he was he was limited at practice today, I believe. So, yeah. But he, it's good to see that he was doing something. He had pads yeah. on and a, and a jersey, at least. Exactly. I wasn't watching from if the sideline. If they're doing stuff on Thursday, there's a strong mm-hmm. likelihood that they'll yeah. play Sunday. Have you ever seen Roethlisberger in person? I have not. I was he, standing next to him at a Super Bowl function in Detroit. And I was – because I had seen him. He got drafted in 04 yeah. out of Miami. And I always thought, that that guy – he because he wore kind of bigger shoulder pads in college. I'm like, he's kind of a big dude. But you never really realize – until you actually stand next to somebody. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's a big guy. Like, he uh, is – I mean, Andy, Andy Dalton looks small compared does, yeah. compared to, to Roethlisberger. So, you know, he's older. I mean, I sit there and think about how long he's been playing. But he's not an easy dude to get down. And he can just step on that back foot and sling it. He can. So, he's, he's been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's – Whenever he decides to hang him up, you know, Canton's probably calling yeah, his name in about I, five that's years. No after doubt. Yeah. yeah. And Schuster, you know, people are familiar with him from when we played at SC. So, yeah. I mean, he he's, will be he's a, a familiar t- target. Tough receiver, really good after the catch. And yeah. He's the number one guy now, now with Antonio Brown in, right. in New England. You know, I think last time when we talked, he was in Oakland. We thought he might be in Seattle. Now he's in yeah. the Patriots. So, nobody knows what's really going on with him. Last mm-hmm. year or the year before that, Juju finally got his driver's license? It might have been the year. Is this year three for him? This is year three. Yeah, so it was I know year he was, one. He was, was riding one. his bike all the time. Right. And, and then he and finally the got his driver's license. And get a driver's license. You know? so, <laughs> I just, love that. Renaissance, the, man. The things that you don't think about. <laughs> You're just like, oh, yeah, they all probably have driver's licenses. Yeah. No, he's just no, in the NFL, got a bunch of money, can't even drive. <laughs> 
<laughs> but, some, guys, some guys never have time to do it. So. Definitely, definitely. Well, transitioning over to the Huskies, I mean, yeah, wow. the the worst was, was confirmed, I guess, when, on Saturday when we saw them play against Cal. They lost that game 20-19. to Kind of just a weird night in general right. with the lightning delay that we had at Husky Stadium. Almost a three-hour delay. Yeah. The game didn't resume. And granted, they only played two drives. Cal punted, the Huskies punted, and then, right. you know, like the Huskies were getting the ball back, and then all of a sudden, lightning struck, and then Leave it the was, field. Here it comes, you know, here it comes, yeah. They, they didn't resume play until 10.30 p.m. Pacific time. Right. Which is 1.30 a.m. The, on the East Coast. So even fewer people are watching. Exactly. Even the people in the sports bars got kicked out <laughs> on the West Coast. They couldn't watch. 70% of the stadium was empty. Yeah. And it was just made for a kind of a weird just environment. Cal ends up pulling off, I don't even know if it's an upset at this point. If it's no. two straight years, they beat the Huskies. It's, yeah. They kind of got their number. Justin Wilcox obviously being familiar with Chris Peterson, but just what we feared going in kind of came to fruition with Eason and those receivers kind of struggling with the Cal secondary. One of the – maybe the, one of the better defenses in the conference all oh, season. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, that's, probably the best that's in the their calling yeah. card. Yeah, and that that could be a, an eight-win, nine-win team, Cal. I mean, yeah. depending on how well they do, especially with their, their defense. Uh, and the, their quarter – Garbage is a pretty good quarterback too. So um, – the the defense was legit, so you can carve up Eastern Washington and Easton can have all the time in the world, and, and we'll see what they do this week against Hawaii, who's a really good offensive team. Yeah. Already, I think there's going to be a lot of points. Wins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Oregon State and Arizona, right? Yeah. So um, I think this may will this will allow them to kind of get things straight as far as what went on last week. But you got to win the conference games, and Cal is going to be there now every year as long as Wilcox is there, especially. That's what he does. He did it when he was here with Sark. Yeah. I mean, that's just his his deal. And and, and he gave the, the Huskies fits. You, you could say that the delay, but both teams had to deal with it. And Cal exactly. had to deal with it in a smaller locker room. Exactly. You know, so. Yeah, I don't really blame the delay. In, in my opinion, I'm like, the game probably would have played out the same way had there been a delay or no, or no right. delay. It's That Cal team is just, the Huskies don't match up well with them. Nope. And, and until they can kind of figure out certain things with the passing game, it's just. It's probably going to look pretty similar to what we've seen the last two years if they ever, whenever they play them again next year, maybe. I don't know. Who knows? But they New Year's Six team, in your opinion? Cal or the Huskies? UW. Oh, I was to say, I was like, Cal, I don't think so. <laughs> UW, uh, you know, it's tricky because the sky isn't quite falling. If you wanted a national championship, I think that's out the window. Sure. I think that, I mean, granted, they're only, they only lost one game, but I mean, right now with just the perception of the conference, I think. For the Pac-12 to get a team in the playoff, their team's probably going to have to be undefeated. Right. That's just kind of where we're at right now. Mm-hmm. Nobody really respects the Pac-12. It's And really, the Pac-12 hasn't done anything really to earn national Their respect. bowl record's dreadful the so, past couple of years. with yeah. that said, though, they do get Oregon and Utah in Seattle. Right. So, that does give you an advantage there. They also get Washington State in Seattle. So, really, the three toughest teams that are left on their schedule are all playing them here I believe SC also comes to Seattle as well. It's going to be a weird way that that all kind of shakes up for them. But when you look at it that way, I think there's a chance, there's definitely a path to get to the Pac-12 title game. You're likely going to have to see Utah again, unless maybe, Mm -hmm. I don't know if Arizona State or SC maybe can pull something off. Um, Can they beat Utah twice? I think that's really what it comes down to. I don't, not that the Huskies I saw last Saturday 
I don't think they can beat Utah twice. No, nah, not a Utah defense. No, that's yeah. for, and, that's and, for if, sure. And if they don't win the Pac-12, there's no New Year's Six. Right. It'll be Alamo Bowl, which is not a bad bowl. I went there last year with the right. Cougs. It was, yeah. San Antonio's fun. Yeah. But uh, it's just, it probably wouldn't be in the cards. Yeah. Yeah. If you ask me right now, I would probably lean no. Holiday Bowl. Holiday Bowl. You know, San Diego. <laughs> San Diego is nice. We'll see, right? Yeah. Vegas Bowl, maybe, if the wheels fall off. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> they did knows. that with Tui Asasopo coached that, yeah, that team when Sark left. Who, so. kn- who knows what's in store. But, I mean, I do believe the Huskies are still a good team. Uh, Cal's just not a good matchup for them. and I yep. mean, you, they're going to be favored against Oregon, against Washington State, against Utah, because those games are at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just, they don't have to go to Arizona State this and they year. And they don't have so. to go to the dreaded Tempe where yeah. they lose. So you can chalk that up time. to maybe the Tempe loss. <laughs> yeah. Maybe yeah. that could exactly. be. Exactly. Cal will stand in as the Arizona State Tempe loss. There you go. We'll just do We'll use it as that. But They can take it. Yeah, kind of a just a startling start to the to the season, right. I guess, for the Huskies. But. One and one. One and one. See what you they know, do against the Rainbow Warriors. That's how it if is. you remember, that was Chris Peterson's first game. That's right. It was in yeah. Hawaii. Yeah, it was. Uh, I believe that Siler Miles. He was suspended. Siler Miles. Don't he get was me going, right, Paul. For that game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Paul, our sports photographer. Do you want to say hello to the people, Paul? Hi guys, enjoy the podcast. You're doing a great job. <laughs> <laughs> and Paul is out of here. We'll see you tomorrow, Paul. <laughs> Bye, Paul. See you. Paul. Paul goes everywhere. Does everything. He He's, does. Yes, yeah. I was with them at Seahawks this uh, this afternoon, and yep. you know, did a little package for the for the ten o'clock show since the the debate's going on right yeah. now. But uh, we'll, we'll break that down maybe in the second half of the pod. But <laughs> but like you mentioned, yeah, do we have to? <laughs> no, no, I'm, we, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it started off Chris Peterson in 2014. Yeah. Uh, at Hawaii. And that, that was, that was, was not game. a good game for them. It was Yeah, he close. was not happy after. Yeah, I, mean, I forgot who was playing that quarterback. I th- forgot the kid's It was name. the kid from Mercer Island. Yes, yeah. Uh, I forgot his name. He's a local kid. My uh, apologies. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it was, uh, the performance wasn't great. Uh, it was what's, not great. What was his name? Yeah, I really forgot his name. He was a super nice kid. Yeah. And just, I can't remember. It just didn't, it wasn't the... The best debut for uh, for old Coach Pete there, but you know, obviously he's kind of established himself as one of the best coaches in the country, and rightfully so. He yeah. wins wins a lot of games. We can keep talking. I'm going to look up because it's bothering yeah, me. Yeah, the quarterback question. Well, while you're look, yelling at their podcast, while you're right. looking that up, you know, we can maybe talk a little Mariners. You know, we haven't talked Mariners at yeah. all, and I don't even know if I don't even want to talk about the team per se, but just Kyle Lewis. How right. about that? 2016 first round draft pick battled quite a bit of adversity, injuries. Uh, he you know, he's just got called up recently. Homered. Right. His first career big league hit was a home run on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, his follows second. it up with a go-ahead homer to put the Mariners in the lead for good as the M's win both games. Is Maybe Kyle Lewis is the good luck charm. Maybe that's what they need next year to kind of jumpstart this uh, this turnaround here in Seattle. Yeah, if you remember, uh, he got hurt up in Everett yep. where he tore his ACL and when he was drafted out of Mercer college or Mercer University in yeah. in Georgia and <clears throat> what a treasure of a just player and guy he's great to talk to I, I I was in spring training and I saw on a side field there was some BP going on and it was Braden Bishop and Kyle Lewis and they were two of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit at the spring training complex were belonged to each of them wow I don't know what it was. Obviously, it's BP throws and stuff like that. But I was like, 
Wow. I mean, Br- Braden's a small guy now, and he can really hammer the, the baseball. Yeah. And Kyle's got a few inches on him, obviously, taller guy, but they both just have these wonderful swings. And I I was amazed. So when, when he did that the other night, I wasn't surprised, especially if you remember, did you see the first at bat? He ripped it to third. I did, yeah. He, he got in the two-strike yeah. hole, and he was like, okay. But I, I think he, he just adjusted to what he was doing. But if you look at Kyle Lewis, you got to know – as a Mariner fan, that good times are ahead. I don't. I'm not as that. I don't know if their pitching will match up with their position guys that they have coming out yeah. coming in the outfield. Uh, it's going to maybe take a little while. Like Logan Gilbert, some of those guys that are down in uh, single A or double A just had great seasons. Um, but I, I don't know if Kyle Lewis doesn't start a Triple A next year just to get get rolling again. But he, you know. Griffey only played, what, 59 games or something like that with the <laughs> Bellingham A's or whatever. Yeah, he was, I mean, he just kind of rocking it through. So who, who knows? Who knows what he does in the offseason down in Arizona? I mean, he has shown what hard work can do. I mean, he helped that Arkansas team. I mean, they're, they're just a, a fun group of younger players to watch. We saw it with the Travelers. So yeah. uh, it's been a hard baseball year for sure, but they warned us about that. They, they said it from the start at the press conference <clears> in January. So. It's one of those things that you don't really want to believe as somebody who covers the team or if the fans who are out there. It's You see, okay, yeah, they traded off all these pieces. You know, goodbye Paxson, goodbye Cano, goodbye right. Nelson Cruz, all these guys, Segura, you know, they all they all shipped them away. And, and then you you sit back and you're like, wow, we're going to be really bad next year. <laughs> but, but you then, right. every spring training, maybe, then I think the worst thing that ever happened, I think, was the 13-2 and two start. Yes. Because then everybody just all of a sudden got amnesia. Yep. <laughs> and they forgot everything they were told leading up to the start of the season of, hey, exactly. we're going to be bad. This is a process. They're we're, all wrong, those and, prognosticators. And then, then 13 and 2 game is in, yeah. oh, believe so, right. Mojo. Yeah, my, oh, my. It's like, no, guys, like, yeah. settle down. Hit the brakes. This is not going to be a good team. They just happen to get hot to start the season. Yeah. And we kind of saw that play out. And, I mean, by Memorial Day weekend, I mean, they're pretty much out of it already. Yeah. We haven't even hit summer yet. And it's like, okay, this is this is over. But right. that was expected. And like you said, there's a lot to look forward to now. Yeah. Just seeing these glimpses the next couple of weeks of the Kyle Lewises and those guys having them perform. Mm-hmm. And they say, okay, maybe there is the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, like, right. we're bad right now, but we'll see. Maybe a year, might be eighteen months, but I mean that's what all the good teams did. You know, it's that yeah. Cubs, the Astros. The Astros you know, were bad for a really long time. They were time. terrible. Yeah, they were a terrible baseball team. You just have to have good drafts and pick the right players, and yeah. that's you know that's every team. Make the right scenario, get, get you a Verlander or something. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be nice. Jeez. <laughs> Kate Upton come with him every time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it's um, it it has been an interesting season because I think, like you said, people wanted to believe i yeah. mean this this place like and, and i realize that some people just have not seen it but as rocking and crazy as it gets for the seahawks that's how it can be at t-mobile back when it was safeco oh yeah that 116 win year I remember in 2001. 2001 i remember it every night was an event there was not an empty seat there it was that insane. was incredible and if they can have that again that'd be pretty awesome yeah it was i'm holding out insane. for it it, absolutely insane when you saw that. It's just I was dang, an eleven year old kid, and but all, everybody at school, all we could talk about. Oh, did you see the Mariner game? Did you right. see the Mariner game? Ichiro, like who's this guy? He's awesome. He's amazing, you know. And just 
that magic has been gone. You think about it, the Mariners, the longest drought in North American sports history, the longest playoff drought. I know. It's not the Cleveland Browns. It's yeah. not like the New York uh, Knicks or one of these other teams that have been bad for a while. It's your Seattle Mariners. Right. It's just, it's hard to even say that. It's, it's hard to believe it, but... That's just kind of the case. And, hey, look at this. We're watching Thursday Night Football. And, look, a weather delay. A, a lightning delay. <laughs> yeah. It moved. <laughs> it morphed across the country and ended up in Carolina yep, tonight. Landed right on Charlotte as the Buccaneers wow. and Panthers are playing Thursday Night Football. And, you know, after about seven minutes or so, the team yep. heading right back inside. Exactly. It's like, yeah, six and a half, seven minutes. That's funny. Wow. Boy, you almost think the that thoughts of that happening again. With, with the way that the weather we've seen over the last few years, like, are they going to end up just like pushing like the start of football seasons to like middle of September? Because the first two three weeks every year now it seems at least one game a week we're getting a weather delay. Yeah, just lightning like comes in. There's a there's a system that hovers over. Yeah, and you know, almost we need to get like, Shannon on the on the podcast. Right. To, yeah. To Why does that what, happen? What Why doesn't it on? move? Do you need wind? Exactly. It is kind of bizarre. I mean, it, and I wonder how much it affects injuries. I'm not a big fan of that field in Carolina. It's yeah. it, it. I don't. I mean, at least when I've been there in January, it's not well kept. Plus, the Seahawks have not done well there. So yeah, that, that place is, they, they won last year though. They did win. They yeah, David, yeah. David Moore touchdown. Yeah, in playoffs, I just yeah. Yeah, that was that was a different. Yeah, <laughs> Charlotte's a weird city. It kind of closes down at night. It's bizarre. <laughs> it's gotten better, but yeah, I expect you to come back with tales from the road when you when you come back. Likewise for you, I want you to tell me what <laughs> yeah. Cleveland's like. So I went exactly. to Cleveland a long, long time ago when my dad and I were driving across country, and that was. I don't remember much about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, we Very memorable. Yeah, yeah. Just my dad's like, "Oh, look, there's Cleveland." So we just kind of kept yeah, going. We keep cruising along. So, yeah, I'm excited for you to go to Waffle House in Atlanta. Yes, yeah, I am. You can read excited. the menu before yeah. you go. Yeah. Andy reads play yeah. sheet, or yeah. I mean, the, the, the Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we're going to refer to it. We have a Waffle House menu on the wall here. Yeah, there's a lot in of the things. sports office. I don't, I don't know if you just want to kind of just walk the people through on what is in this sports office because. When you, wow. it's, it's almost like the it's, it's the tourist spot in the Como yeah. Plaza. Everybody has to come by the sports office because bobbleheads, memorabilia, photos, everything you can imagine. Helmets. Well, what what happened was for a long time when we first moved in this building from 2000 to 2010, we had a sports office that was like right up next to the photographers where engineering is now which is right by the stairs which lead up to the studio so i know people listening probably have some a lot of people probably have never been in there but there's stairs that yeah. go up to the fifth floor where the studios are so the kind shows. of the base of there is where our sports office was we were very wide open we weren't closed off or anything and then for whatever reason they moved sales and whatever and they had to move engineering so they moved engineering into that spot they moved the photographers elsewhere and then they put us in in a room down the hall that had a door. Uh, it was like a huge office. It was gigantic. <laughs> we had we had a basketball hoop in there. Man, that's a distraction. And, and a fridge. <laughs> uh, we still have a fridge, but it was it was just very space spacious and looked right at the Space Needle. Well, they came to us one day and said, "Well, we have to put two managers in this office. We're going to oh, put a wall in here." The and then they wanted to put us out in general population, and I said, "Wait a minute." We can't do that. We make a lot of noise. We watch games. There's always something on. Plus, I, I just didn't want to be in general population. 
And so there was there's a wall here. It looks at we have a window that looks out towards Elliott Bay, and there's a little wall. And I asked the GM if we could take this office. He goes, "You won't fit in there with three guys." And so I had measured it with a measuring measure tape measure, and I said, "Well, if the desk fits against that wall, can we move in here?" Yeah, but it's not going to fit. So I had him come down from his office. And we, we spared it by like three inches. There you go. So we moved in here. <laughs> and then when I got in here, I was like, you know what? I'm going to put so much crap in here that they won't ever think about moving us. God, I hope the people in charge aren't listening to what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to come in tomorrow. And just, everything's going to oh, be wiped God. out. And yeah. We're going to be out right in the Oh, no. <laughs> General population. So we decided to uh, just kind of make it a museum. So we got all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Everywhere we go, we buy something. So you're on the hook. You got to buy something. There we Cleveland. go. Yeah, from yeah. Cleveland, from Atlanta. Uh, I'll try to purchase something, and we'll we'll hang it up here somewhere. We got Atlanta covered. Oh, yeah. We got, we got the Waffle, Waffle House. House. Yeah, you so, don't yeah, worry I'll, about that. I don't, I'll get something from Cleveland. We'll, we'll, there you we'll, go. We'll, we'll see what, maybe something from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Ooh. or who knows. Ooh. Or, you know, we'll, that'd be we'll, cool. We'll, we'll see what we can do over there. Yeah, that'd be awesome. But, but yeah, we have lots of stuff. Yeah, bobbleheads, everything, you name it. Yeah. Jerseys. When Eric know. Johnson went into news, we had collected bobbleheads for a long time together. And we basically just lined them all up because we had bought some, a lot were given to us. And we couldn't we couldn't figure it we couldn't keep track because in that old sports area we had this big file cabinet and we had them all the way across and around, and so we this conference room that's close to us, big tables. We went in there and we rock paper scissored for first pick, and then we did a bobblehead divorce, and we just picked (laughs) which bobbleheads you wanted. We just alternated, and so So that's like a draft. (laughs) It's like like a draft. Basically, so my one, my big one, I wanted I wanted to get Dick Eric. Dick Erickson, the Husky crew coach. We had that one. I wanted to make sure I had that. Uh, Eric had a thing. He loved all the Ichiro ones. Mm -hmm. So he's grabbing Ichiro, and I'm grabbing all the other different players because I wanted a variety. Yeah, it's a very eclectic mix. Yeah, Uh, so I just kind of let him. We'll have to take a photo of it one of these days and post it on social media so that people can get an idea. Funniest thing was Mr. Met. I was going through, uh, I bought at the Mets team store in New York City. We played the Jets or Giants, I can't remember. And I was going through Kennedy Airport security. And I had him in my backpack, and there's a, a young guy was working the, the the deal with the X-ray, mm-hmm. and he stopped it, and he put it back because I carry like a couple uh, camera lenses and a camera with me when I go on the road, and I was like, oh god, they're gonna make me open it up, and he stopped and he goes, hey, that's Mr. Matt, <laughs> <laughs> like you could see the yeah, the see total the like the, of the big head. So. <laughs> you thought you were in that's trouble? Kind of, he yeah, was just I know. I was like, yes, it is. Yeah, he was so. just excited. <laughs> it, was pretty, it was pretty cool. That's but. awesome. But one of the cool things that's kind of been taken off, I don't know if you've been monitoring it. I mean, it's been everywhere, but Gardner Minshew. Yeah. You know, it, it was unfortunate what happened last Sunday. To Nick Foles. Foles. Nick Foles he got He just hurt got tackled. On, on a, yeah, touchdown pass. Right. And he got tackled and broke his clavicle out for about eight to ten weeks. Probably going to be the season. Uh, it was wow. really unfortunate because that was his first game with the Jaguars and everything. Obviously, those fans excited about their new quarterback. But now in comes... Gardner Minshew. How about that? The name, obviously, is very familiar. He played at Washington State last year. Uh, Loved the nation in passing. Mm -hmm. Pac-12 Player of the Year. Davey O'Brien Award winner. 11 wins. Uh, Yeah, 11 wins. Yeah, it was uh, the best season ever in Cougar football history. And now he, he, a sixth-round draft pick, will be the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars week two going up against the Houston Texans. It's really just this guy 18 months ago was – wanted to go be a grad assistant at Alabama right. and go into coaching under Nick Saban. 
And now here he is starting week two of the NFL season in 2019. It's really cool, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm picturing his dad with that big southern <laughs> voice. Talk to his dad around the apple cup. Um, but uh, what what a good dude! The fact that Very he good. brought um, a lot of, I guess, fun and joy to the Palouse when they needed it. Yeah, you know, after uh, not, the football team just didn't just go through the loss of Tyler Herlinski. It was the, 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 it entire, was the entire community. Com- yeah, it was yeah. the entire community. And you know that that's heavy. College kids and just kids in general and people. A lot of a lot of stuff goes on and life life gets heavy sometimes. And that kid came in there, at Minshew, and what he did for that football team, and and that free spirit he was. You know, yeah. and you had a closer look because when you were in Spokane, yeah. just watching from this side of the state, you know, you couldn't resist. You, you were pulling for him. It, I mean, it, it was awesome. It truly was amazing. And like full disclosure, I grew up a Husky fan just north of Seattle and Everett and I ended up I was rooting for this kid to do well because he has the charisma it's a galvanizing personality mm-hmm. and I got a chance to sit down with him before the Apple Cup kind of leading up to the game we did a special and you instantly get it like right. you, he has that charismatic kind of charm and you see why he was able to become a leader of the team he joined the team in late May early June and then was already one of the captains of the team by fall camp you know, and Leach was kind of hiding it, just like, oh, there's right. a QB competition, QB competition. I doubt there was a QB competition. He probably took that job by the horns, and those guys knew that he was their field general from August on. And just they had the mentality of Cougs versus everybody, and mm-hmm. it really just kind of just captivated the entire eastern side of the state. Sounds like he captivated he folks here in the western side. The it was stash, a team that was all that. The mustache watch. college game day comes for the first right. time ever in Pullman. Uh-huh. Uh, it was just really a, a, a season to remember for that program, and he was kind of just like the center of it. And But with all that said, though, he never had that kind of ego, or he never had this kind of right. just, oh, I'm this, this guy all the way up here. He always tried to make it about the team, and just kind of seeing him now have professional success. He played pretty well in the preseason and played really well week one and mm-hmm. coming in in relief for Nick Foles. And I'm excited to see what he does. You know, it's... It's his job to hold on to now. It's, you know, I mean, you hate to see injuries happen, but if he plays well, there's no guarantee that Foles gets his job back. If they're winning and he's playing well, you might be looking at your new starting quarterback there just kind of yeah. out of injury. And, and Jacksonville needs him, like guy with charisma. Yeah. Um, because And he is Jacksonville, though, to yeah, a T. Yeah, but it's a, it's a wonky football town. Yep. I mean, it, we were joking <laughs> earlier about Arizona. That is definitely like we have a football team. You know what I mean? It's 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 really bizarre. Um, I mean, this is a franchise that at one point was thinking of playing all their games in London and yeah. just practicing in the Which states. Which might not be off the table. Uh, Who it's knows? not. Yeah. And so you know, if he can draw more people in and add a little hood spots, if you if if that's the right thing to say, if, if that, I don't even know what that means, but uh, <laughs> hopefully it's. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Add a little fun, I guess, to Jacksonville Jaguar football. Then, then good for them because they they need it there. They have, they have they have fans, but it's not. I mean, you're. I think the challenge there is is being in the middle of the the college yeah. stuff. Everybody loves Georgia and Florida and State, Florida, Florida State, yeah. right where Jacksonville is, and they just haven't really grasped on to that. Jacksonville relatively is a one of the smaller cities, you know, in yeah. in Florida. So. Um, all, all luck to him. I'll be watching this weekend, see how he does. Yeah, it's, it's really – I think you kind of summed it up there perfectly. It's kind of a wonky town, but that fits him. Yep. Pullman, wonky town. Yeah. And he kind of just galvanized everybody. And he 
he became theirs just one year. I mean, he wasn't even there for a calendar year. He was there, got there in late May, early June, and left by, you know, February. Right. <laughs> so it was, he wasn't there very long. He wasn't, but, no, it's But wild. he is a coog to the T, and uh, he can kind of provide that for Jacksonville, who people kind of look down upon, to be frank. You know, yep. everyone sees, oh, the Jacksonville Jaguars, like you said, they're going to go off to London, this and that, or whatever. And he kind of can come out there and then just be the spark for a franchise that probably needs it. I mean, they had a really good year two years ago, but right. outside of that year, it's been kind of just uh, just uh, bad, to be quite honest. Bad just a, football. A bad yeah. football team, bad franchise, and maybe he's the spark to then kind of take them to the next level and make them a perennial, at least competitive team because yeah. Lord no. knows they need it down there in Jacksonville. He's not afraid to wear jorts. No, he is not, nor a jockstrap either. Right. Just <laughs> look out for all the wonky kind of content you're going to be coming – because we went through it in Pullman and right. over on the east side last year. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure whoever is listening in Jacksonville, just look out for all the little yeah. just weird kind the of nuances. things. That, yeah, the nuances. Yeah. The stash, the headband, the, the outfits that he wears too on game day. And and look out for the, the jockstrap when he's <laughs> just doing the resistance bands. <laughs> Enough said in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a perfect note to end on. That sounds good to me, buddy. It's been another fun episode. Uh, uh, always. Yeah. 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 Make, make sure to uh, to subscribe, rate, and review. And we're trying to get on to Apple, Spotify, yeah. and stuff. And, get it uh, rolling. Yeah, we really want to get this thing cranked up. Uh, like we said, try to do this once a week here and you know, just kind of make it a routine thing where we can just kind of chat yeah. about football, sports, or Whatever's on our minds. Yeah, and a footnote, thank you to the management and Sinclair Broadcast for our wonderful office. Yes. Please don't make us move. Please do not make us move. We really yeah. appreciate it here. We get to look out <laughs> onto the Space Needle, Elliott Bay, etc. So we're not going anywhere. No. <laughs> we'll be like up. We'll just sit there in the house. We're not going to leave. So. Excellent. Femi and Ferrari, guys. We'll see you next time.